Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everybody to the final edition of the Healthy Body mini series. In the first edition, we talked about what is being healthy. Uh, we also talked about um, what Islam says about being healthy, and we also talked about a few intentions that we can keep in mind while we're trying to get fit. In the second edition, we talked about um, the first practical step that can be taken to get healthy, and that was concerning the exercise. We gave a brief background on how the body uh, produces energy and how we should work our body through these different energy levels to attain a good overall general fitness. Uh, in the final edition, I'd like to talk about probably the hardest thing um, when it comes to getting fit, and that is the diet. So it's important to know what we eat and what the food does for us. Uh, by knowing this, we can modify our uh, calorie intake. For example, if we want to reduce uh, our body fat, we'd reduce the amount of carbs we uh, consume. Or if we want to put on some mass, we probably up the proteins we consume. So here's a quick overview of the type of molecules that our food contain. So the first one is our proteins. Uh, our proteins are primarily used for tissue growth. Next is our carbohydrates, and they act as our main source of energy. Then we have our fats, and our fats also act as energy, but for long-term energy. And then we have our minerals and our vitamins, and they're used for uh, bone growth, CNS control, immune system, uh, metabolic control, and for our vision. And next we have is our fibre, and our fibre helps reduce cholesterol and keep the bowels healthy. So... Naturally, we dislike carrying excess body fat uh, due to the way it looks and also due to the psychological effects it has on us. Um, but at the same time, we find it very difficult to uh, cut down the junk foods, uh, the oily curries and the several biscuits we have with our, with our cup of teas. So I've put together a short list of foods that I incorporate into my daily nutrition and the effects of these food have been tested both uh, clinically and publicly. Uh, to show evidence for the thermogenic uh, for fat burning effects. So I'll just list a few of these foods. And the first one is uh, fatty fish. Uh, fatty fish are high in omega-3. And omega-3 help reduce uh, inflammation and the risk of heart disease. Uh, they're also high in protein and they also um, boost a metabolic rate during digestion. Your next one is your coffee. Coffee contains caffeine, which not only improves mental and physical performance, it also uh, boosts your metabolic rate. Next is your eggs in moderation. Eggs not only help suppress your hunger, they also um, promote fat loss. Uh, they're high in protein and they also, also help protect the heart. Your next one is your coconut oil. Um, studies have shown that people who incorporate one to two teaspoons of coconut oil into the diet without making any other dietary changes or increasing their physical activity, lost one inch off their waistline. Your final one is your green tea. Green tea is really high in antioxidants and a specific antioxidant called EGCG. And EGCG specifically targets belly fat. And studies have shown that green tea also helps reduce the risk of certain cancers. So the reason why I am emphasizing these foods specifically is because I have tested these foods myself and I found that incorporating these foods into my diet have helped me reduce some body fat. And with us men, the very last place where we lose um, fat is around the abdomen. And as the belly grows, so does uh, the risk factors. And having a belly is associated with cardiovascular diseases, 
insulin resistance leading to type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure and certain cancers. And we can also see how having a, a belly was also disliked in the sunnah. You know, a man came to Umar anhu and he had a big belly. And Umar asked the man, what is this? Referring to the belly. To which the man replied, it's a blessing from Allah. And then Umar radiallahu anhu replied with, no, rather it's a punishment from Allah. And the Prophet also said, if you did not have belly fat, it would be better for you. So, now that we are aware of what the Sunnah says about having a belly, every action we take to reduce our belly is, is a form of ibadah. So, have you ever come across the headline or the captions, something along the lines like, six pack abs in one month or get shredded with this one trick so these are clickbait headlines that we see everywhere and they're designed to entice our natural desire to look good um, however most of them are based on fat burning pills or eating one meal a day or only drinking liquid meals or other ridiculous methods but alhamdulillah like all matters in life the sunnah has a solution to this and it teaches us how to really get shredded with one trick so modern science calls this trick the five. They they call it the five two diet, and this essentially means that we eat normally for five days of the week, but for two days of the week we fast. And this is a sunnah of the Prophet Abu Hurairah and who narrated that the Prophet uh, said, "Deeds are presented to Allah on a Monday and a Thursday, and I like my deeds to be shown to Allah whilst I'm fasting." So the reason why we first, uh, first, why, why we fast, primarily is uh, because it was ordained upon us by Allah, and all the other health benefits uh, are just a beneficial consequence of the main purpose of fasting, and that is to uh, to gain taqwa. Allah says in Surah Baqarah that fasting has been prescribed upon you, as it was prescribed to those before you, so that you may gain taqwa, and taqwa comes from the root word ittaqa. And ittaqa, which literally means to safeguard or to shield or to protect. And for this reason, the Prophet ﷺ said, fasting is a shield from the hellfire, just like the shield of any of you in battle. So research has proven that this sunnah, the 5-2 diet, improves lifespan, protects against cognitive diseases such as Alzheimer's, uh, Parkinson's, also protects against diabetes and other heart diseases and obese, obesity-related cancers. So I'll, this leads me on to the next topic and it's the research of a man called Dr. Yoshinori Osumi and his research was so revolutionary that it led him to, lead, uh, to win a Nobel Peace Prize in Medicine in 2016. So Dr. Osumi investigated a process called uh, autophagy or autophagy and this is the process in which the body destroys dysfunctional cells um, and it recycles those that content to produce new ones. Um, so for those of you who have studied A-level biology, you will be aware that within our cells, we, ha we have a molecule called um, lysosomes. And within these lysosomes, um, we have enzymes. Uh, sorry, within the lysosomes are enzymes which degrade the cells. And he found that the most effective way to trigger autophagy was fasting. And the benefits of autophagy is that it removes toxic proteins and debris that are linked to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. It also recycles residual proteins and it also promotes the regeneration of healthy cells, reducing the risk of um, the formation of cancers.
So disturbances in autophagy have been linked to condi conditions such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes and cancers. And as we discussed earlier, fasting protects against all of these. And this is just another example of how the sunnah has been designed to keep us healthy and to, to reduce the risk of diseases even well before modern science proved it. So I've reached the end of uh, the majority of the content I wanted to cover, but I want to conclude um, with this. So we have built the motivation to become more active, eat healthier, whilst also feeling love and awe of the Prophet and his followers. But before I finish, um, I want to leave you with a quote I came across saying, What benefit will a Muslim gain if his body is strong as a bull, but his heart is devoid of faith and virtue? So for this reason, I want to mention one Sahaba, who I haven't mentioned at all in the three, uh, three um, videos I've done. This Sahaba, he didn't have broad shoulders nor a muscular physique. In fact, he was a very slim man and the garment that he would wear to cover his lower part would often come loose and not remain tied. And this man, he wasn't as poor as Abu Huraira, but he was better than him. And this man, he wasn't tortured like Bilal or Sumayya, but is better than them. And this man wasn't wounded on the battle on the battlefield like Talha, like Khalid, like, like they were, but he is better than them. And nor did he die like a die as a shaheed like Omar did, or like Uthman did, or like Hamza did, but he is still better than them. And Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said about this man, uh, the sun since its creation has not set or rose upon anyone better after the prophets than this man. Meaning after all of the prophets, this is the best. This man is the best of creation. And who is this man? And what made him so great? This man is Abu Bakr as Siddiq. And what made him so great? Was, wasn't um, his excessive prayer or wasn't his excessive fasting but rather it was, what, it was what was in his heart and that is taqwa and for that reason what settled in his heart was taqwa and the Prophet said there is a morsel of flesh in the body if, if it is whole, the whole body is whole but if it is diseased, all of it is diseased and truly that is the heart so Alhamdulillah, we have discussed many things that we can do to get fit and healthy, both physically. Uh, but we need to work more importantly on the heart and we need to consider what, um, how, how we can attach our heart back to Allah and how we can gain the same level of taqwa as Abu Bakr did. So I pray that Allah accepts his effort from us and he allows us to act on the knowledge we have gained from this. Um, forgive me for any mistakes I have done and I'd like to thank Adalistra Youth for giving me the opportunity to share what I've learned. Jazakallahu khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.